Hey everybody, welcome to the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Andrew. This is Josh. This is Lee. And we have special guest Peter Monet making a comeback, making it an encore appearance. He's getting his yes. Oscar speech ready. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just thought it would be kind of a, a fun opportunity because we don't usually have the filmmaker kind of floating around still and that we had such a successful I find it world great. premiere screening be fun to have him back and kind of talk about how that went. Very gracious of you, John. No, I thought so. Yeah, no, <laughs> thanks. No, it was great. That was really, it was a lot of fun. It was a fun evening. It also gives me an opportunity to apologize to you, Peter. Oh. Because uh, <laughs> Tia from the Shaley Sand Ladybird listened to our podcast last week and thought I spent the whole time just making fun of you. Birdie, oh. Birdie White. Birdie White. What did yeah. I call her? Ladybird. Ladybird. Lady 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 Birdie White. Birdie That's White. her stage name. Timmy, she's like, Lee, you just made fun of him the whole time. It's like his moment. Give it to him. I'm like, well, oh. the funny thing is I didn't even notice because I think... Shut up. <laughs> Here we go Sorry. again. Sorry. That was your Birdie White. Go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. You didn't know. I didn't know. I, I didn't thought we were just trying to be funny. We were yeah. being a couple of dudes. He went home with like a single tear sad music <laughs> playing in the background. Yeah. The Hulk theme. Yeah. I'll just shut up and let you can talk about the movie some more. No, How about I, the night. I, yeah, it was a great night. 125 people sold no, out. 325. 325. Let me talk about the night. Okay, yeah, you should talk about it because I obviously have a concussion. I'm dealing with this concussion. No, it was awesome. Like, I don't know. Do you guys get a lot of sellouts here? Is that like a regular? Well, or? we sold out over the holidays with Sound of Music. So, mm. Christopher Plummer. Starring role in you. Christopher Plummer and Phil have a lot in common now. They both starred in sellouts at the Mayfair Theater recently. Wow, that's great. But it's it's a rarity because, like, maybe Rocky Horror at Halloween. Yes. Or if it's like a big special event, like. Tommy was always here or something. Yeah, but. I know Randy Smith brings out a lot of people for his his films. Yeah, oh, locally yeah. independent. He didn't so much just before Christmas mm-hmm. because it's a terrible time to have a movie. Right before Christmas, no one wants to come see the movies at the Mayfair. Oh yeah, that's I mean they barely want to come see movies in the first yeah. place. But <laughs> well, right before Christmas is terrible. But yeah, yeah. it was I Ladybird. Birdie Birdie White. White. Was we got we had we got into a disagreement, but she's like, "It's going right. to sell out, Lee." And I'm like, "No, it, it's like don't." I was trying to tell her. Everyone's telling that the Peter it's going to sell out. It's going to sell out. It's going to sell out. It's like, if 200 people show up, Tia, it's going to be a great screening. If 150 people show up, it's going to be great. If 80 people show up, it's awesome. Yeah. And I just don't want to disappoint (laughs) Phil and Peter by not a sellout. You know, Mm. don't be disappointed. And and she didn't get that at all. And so we made a bet, a wager. And I don't like betting money. So our bet was, if I won... She had to go home and watch War Horse. She likes horses. Oh, and she I, just wanted to torture her. <laughs> and I, if, if she won, I had to go home and watch The Horse Whisper. So I, closer to the screening series. <laughs> I went home and watched Mr. Mead. That's why I kept texting you. I said, how many tickets have sold? And it was like, at one point, it was like 230. I'm like, oh, my God. I don't. Where am I going to get a copy of The Horse, the Horse Whisper? Whisper. <laughs> I hate Robert Redford more than anything, mostly because because of Lloyd Kaufman made me hate him. Mm. So uh, I ended up watching Horse Whisper it's on Sunday. It's three hour film, too. It's three hours. Is it really? (laughs) Yeah. And it turns out, after watching it, the horse is a metaphor for the broken heart. <laughs> oh. That's what uh, I mean. that's now what I, I don't have to watch it. <laughs> I know, I just, I, I'm trying to save you from three hours of pain. That's the and, same thing for hot knives, right? Like the dog is the a dog metaphor whisper. for the broken heart? Yes. Well, the, which one? The dog whisper? No, the hot knives. <laughs> hot knives. Oh, yes. sorry. That's the concussion. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, the, the dog is a metaphor for responsibility, maybe. The, the Stan is a stoner. Mm-hmm. And, Phil's uh, character. 
Phil's character, not his yeah. real life. He's a stoner, mm-hmm. and he's got nothing going on. But this dog comes into his, the dog goes missing, and by finding the dog, maybe he can prove to uh, his friends that he, he, he can take on responsibility. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you guys tell me. I have no idea. <laughs> it's not in your film anymore. Film. No. Well, it's funny because I was, I was talking to somebody after the film, and he said something that I had just read the night before by... Um, Rainer Werner Fassbinder. And, I uh, and I said, <laughs> he puts me to sleep at night. He's whispering that name, that German filmmaker's name. And he and he said, when when the lights go out in the movie theater, the subconscious takes over. Yes. And that's basically what this film is like. It's like just let your subconscious take yes. over, and that's kind of the way we made it. We didn't yeah. really know what we were doing, but it made a story. It's a stream it's of consciousness a film. A little yeah. bit, and there was a lot of ad libbing. It's know. Godard. It, it is. <laughs> Yeah, heavily influenced by the Nouvelle Vague. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, it, anyways, we had a great night. Like, the weather was perfect because there was a line that went around the block, which yes. was awesome to see that. Did you that. take pictures of it? Yeah, we got a couple of okay, pictures. Yeah, I was too busy, but I, I love get, yeah. taking pictures when there's a blockbuster. Yeah. I, I love yeah. that. Josh had a good tweet. Oh, yes, yeah. To paraphrase myself, I said something like, we had three Oscar-nominated movies today. Disaster Artist, Call Me By Your Name, and Lady Bird, I believe. Of those, they all did well, but by far, the locally produced stoner comedy <laughs> tripled the box office yeah. of any of those movies. Yeah. And we submitted it, like our end-of-night reports, and I was hoping it might show up at the bottom of like yeah. a list somewhere. Yeah. And I looked at Box Office Mojo that weekend, and it should have shown up. Yeah. Because oh. the bottom of the list, there was three or four movies that made less than Hot Knives. Wow. So maybe because it wasn't officially... Do you remember the names of those movies? That was The Last Jedi. No. It, <laughs> but there was like there was like three or four movies Bro, at the bottom of like the top... Yeah. I don't know how many it was, like 50 or yeah. 60. And yeah. it was like, you know, 1,000 per screen, 2,000 per screen. And I'm like, oh, Hot Knives should be above these. Yeah. See, yeah. what happens, uh, Peter, I don't know if you know this, at the end of the night, the managers, whether it's Andrew or Josh, report to Rent Tracks. And we report our numbers. So every theater does this. The Mayfair, the Bytown, Silver City, uh, you name it. And Are they national or North American? It's North American. They're in Canada, but it gets attributed to a North American gross. So Monday mornings, I don't have to tell the distributors what we made over the weekend. They should know because they can just go on the rent tracks and see how much money we made. Mm. And it gets ranked. So, yeah, it's too bad. Hot Knives didn't get... Uh, maybe maybe Box Office Mojo goes by some sort of um, motion picture uh, arts academy. Um, it might be, yeah. Because like, um, basically yeah. you can just go back and look at yeah. last weekend's yeah. box office take and be like, yep, it should be number yeah, 58. Yeah, since they were doing this yeah. every, every weekend for the mm-hmm. recorded I just time. managed to get the film on uh, listed on IMDb, and oh, that, cool. was, that was difficult. Yeah. Like, and it's on Letterboxd, too. That, that site... Who put it oh, on there? Yeah, somebody has, I, I don't know. I just noticed that on Facebook. Yeah, somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah well, uh, somebody who saw the movie. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know him, so that was quite nice of him to put Steven? it on. Brian? Brian? Uh, yes, Brian. <laughs> Keep Mr. Mean. Brian. Mr. Mean. <laughs> I mean, he's funny because sometimes is Mr. Uh, Mean on Letterboxd? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mr. Mean. Holy shit. Sometimes on IMDb, a jerk will just sneak through and give himself a credit of like, you know, I played IG88 in Empire yeah, Strikes uh, Back. But then sometimes legit filmmakers with proof of, like, I've screened at this theater, it's hard to get in. I think it's just luck of the draw of whoever's looking at the stuff, you know? Well, they do, like, so you have to submit and you have to supply some info that it's screened somewhere or, you know, it's been distributed. Yeah. And then they will vet it and then they'll put it up. 
or not. I remember when I was on the Land of the Dead, IMDb. Oh, yeah. For a little while before getting kicked off. (laughs) But uh, anyways, I didn't, if anybody's looking for it and you're in it, I only, it was so kind of such a pain in the ass to get it on there. I only put, you know, Phil and Lee because I I just put people who I thought would already be on IMDb. Mm. It made it a lot easier if you put people involved who were already on it. But, uh, and so I, I will fix those credits down. Yeah. yeah, it should be easy to add some of the people who are on IMDb. I yeah. know Dave Bignall's on IMDb and Steve Lagg and, and Angela Point's on IMDb, yeah. but you're not because, in the movie. Well, right? no, because I played pervert number five in <laughs> two of your movies. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it says? Are you on IMDb as pervert number five? No, but it should be. It should be probably strip club patron or something. You could put that on a card. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> pervert number five. <laughs> Nude photo of you. All the bands, they might, David Hess, David Hess would be on. Yeah, but there was a lot like Gabby is on INDB. Oh yeah, okay. Anyway, what did you do after the screening? So we had the after party and that was a lot of fun. We had it at the clock tower where we had shot some of the scenes. Oh, uh, cool. All the bar scenes in the bar, but... You wouldn't really tell because they did a reno this summer, so it looked. Kind of, it looked oh yeah, different. you know, I, I, yeah, I, I would, hadn't been since we shot that scene. Yeah. But we had a DJ, and I and I, maybe I'm hard of hearing because I asked the DJ to turn it up, and now you're telling me everybody. Like, <laughs> I think some people left because it was too loud. <laughs> and it's well, just like, only I, the old people, like Phil. <laughs> <laughs> But it was a lot of fun. It was like a, yeah. it was a great evening. We had uh, the wieners were good. Yeah, seed to sausage gave us the, the Bulgarian. Uh, yeah, Bulgarian uh, sausages, and uh, it was it was fun. It was like did anyone was, pitch pitch ideas for a new movie? A movie they want you to make now? No, no. <laughs> do, you, do you get that? Yeah, I bet you do. Uh, well, I, the one Ross keeps Ross wants me to do a documentary about bagpipes, and I oh. don't have the heart to tell him. <laughs> Bagpipes are the least my least favorite sound in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'd rather you yeah. know jump into a volcano. The reason than there's a reason why bagpipes are best listened to when that person's standing about half a mile away yes. in a field. You know, yes, so. well, that's where I need yeah. to be. <laughs> I need to be underground. You're gonna get all these nasty letters now from the bagpipe. <laughs> Does it ever yeah. happen? Have we ever upset at anyone from a bagpipe community? <laughs> Not yet. Now we will. <laughs> I like the idea of a bagpipe community. So the ni- the night of you actually watch the movie right yeah because yeah. a lot of people don't have that in them no matter how proud they are of the work it's just too weird you weren't to hiding behind the the curtains no no but I, st- I didn't sit down i stood up uh, yeah. at the back and because it was a full house just to make sure there was an extra seat for anybody on top of it all but uh, i stood andrew and i stood with you i like yeah. watching it back there yeah 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 it, was good. it gauged what the audience felt and yeah mm-hmm. it was really fun and we could laugh about the movie and it was funny that and, and it was like the like people afterwards came and it was interesting seeing like some people they all had different parts of the movie that they found really funny and was the funniest part of the movie mm-hmm. and it was just uh, it was nice that it was spread out it wasn't just yeah. one joke was like uh, you know the funniest and, but I, can I tell you my what I thought the funniest like yeah. I mean I never could tell that watching the movie by myself on a laptop but at the Mayfair, I thought what really worked. I think the the, the funniest part, well, leading up to it, when Phil's explaining to John and Matt Leeson how to use how to make hot, how to use hot knives, and Matt Leeson, Matt Weitzel says, "Oh, can you use a barbecue?" And the way Phil's ad libbing all the yeah. lines is really genuine, oh, yeah. and sincere. And but when he takes it in hot knives and he burns their faces, 
yeah. with the hot knife. I thought, I, like, to me, that just that yeah, killed but, it. Yeah, that scene was completely ad libbed. That was hilarious. Even but when yeah. even when he put the knives on their face. No, 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 no. That's yeah. part of it. Yeah, that, that was like that, from the beginning. That that moment is my, I yeah. think, my favorite part of the movie now. Yeah. Now watching it with an audience. I, I don't think I would have gauged that before, just because yeah. people like love. I'd like well, to see it again and, and, well, and watch the crowd when they watch that scene. Well, like, and it's also surprising the number of people I've talked to, older friends and that who have a history of doing hot knives. Yeah. It's something people used to do. Like you don't really do it. See, I, I still don't understand the hot knife thing. It has to be. Like, so hash. well, yeah. So you take yeah, you take the two knives right? and then you put it on a little piece of hash and then you kind of put the two really hot knives together and the smoke, like you press it, yeah, and then this like super smoke comes out like a superheated smoke, like a vape or something. Like it's a in the movie. You see it in the movie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. You see it like there's a. It, we could have slowed it down. Andrew maybe. is a we too busy slow wrang- motion. Too busy wrangling Natalia and Kirby to see the, at least the details. But, yeah, but uh, anyways, yeah, I, I was surprised by the number of people who said that they actually burnt themselves by doing it when they were younger, like burnt their How lips. How would they? Oh, but holding it too close. And it slipped. Where they oh. held it too close. Oh, and it would like, be horrible. Oh, yes, yeah. it would be horrible. Yeah. Like, never... like listening to bagpipes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> horror, kind of horrible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to watch the movie because I was busy manager-ing. But uh. from purely a listening point of view, like I was sitting in here doing paperwork and stuff, is that the crowd reaction was great. Mm-hmm. And it sounded like, it's. this sounds like backhanded compliment, I don't mean it to be, but it sounded like a movie. You know, like yeah. the music cues and, yeah. and the audience laughing. And so I'm glad we're getting it back. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to come and when? watch it. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, it's coming back Thursday, September 15th. No. September? <laughs> September? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you have a concussion now. Yeah. Well, let's <laughs> let me were butting heads earlier. The, the day, day after February. Valentine's Day. Yeah. The day after Valentine's It's Boxing Day. February 15th. At 9.15. It's a Valentine's hangover edition. And, and, and I'm just going to reiterate, just for people who don't know, Lee cut the whole movie, and that's probably why it's such a splendid... Uh, <laughs> such splendid. a skill. Well, yeah, <laughs> Phil, was, Phil was saying some parts were too long. No, it, it, it just it flows really nicely. I, yeah. And that's what everybody says. It's just like, it's just so kind of like, it didn't, there was never I'm a dull moment. i Fields. <laughs> Were, were there any? Verna. Verna. Verna Fields cut Jaws. Marsha Lucas. Oh. Yeah, she cut all the. Thelma Shoemaker. Well, yeah, I could be her if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a nice dress. Is she still alive? No, she oh. just she just died recently. Who? All these like didn't Thelma die recently? No, she's still no. alive. I'm sorry, yeah. Thelma. All these yeah. men who make violent movies like Martin Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino, maybe Steven Spielberg from time to time. Yeah, they all have female editors. Hmm. You don't. Was there any little piece of treasure lost because of a technical problem or continuity problem, so you just took it out? or? Oh, the, the only thing was Peter Maurer's mom. So she, you see her very briefly because she's, she's sweeping yeah. in a long shot, and then you cut, and there's like somebody else sweeping. It's a yeah, surprise cameo. <laughs> cameo up here. I can't give away the whole film. No spoilers. And... Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you'll be gendered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so originally he was supposed to be walking, you know, like it was on his daily walk, uh, you know, to do his thing. And so originally we had planned that he was going to be walking past and saying hello to her a few times before you right. see. You okay, know, yeah. In a hallucination kind of state. But you yeah. just kind of went straight for it. Then you'd have like, a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, on an epic. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, I find yeah. that from experience there'd be something that I would 
really hate or something that stood out to me, uh, a flub line that we couldn't get again for some reason or a continuity error that in my brain just really stood out, it would just yeah. go. Nobody would notice. Yeah. It'd be fine. You know, so it's, it's always that. I always tell people, don't panic too much because often mm-hmm. your audience won't notice it. It'll yeah. They'll be distracted by hopefully the a good well, scene or something funny. Or Well, but that's why I mentioned before in the last podcast is that's why we made it a stoner comedy because we knew there was going to be... It all takes place over a few days, but it was shot over a period of about four years. Oh, yeah. Jason's beard keeps coming on. Yeah. <laughs> Phil's hair gets different and... You know, uh, it's funny. I didn't notice Phil's hair because he always his hair is always changing. And but we somehow managed to get his shirts right. I yeah, don't know how we did that. Good but we you. did. We you had did a good it. continuity person on set. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> good. <laughs> and then Phil always second guessing. So then I'd have to go look at old shots because he was always questioning that. Well, I was it's really good. concerned. It's about good that you can watch, look at old shots. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, so it was a fun evening. I hope people make it out to the next one. That'll. Do you think you'll get a good crowd again? Is there a well, yeah. Well, it's just that you don't get. We were saying that not everybody who was in it made it. So there's still a bit, yeah. There's still there's still going to be a good crowd of people who missed it because they had to work mm-hmm. or whatever. Or they were drunk. I hope people yeah. decide they want to see it again too. <laughs> and there's people who want to see it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope they all, all those guys all come out and all the all the actors. And uh, then, um, yeah, uh, the social media is a little bit more difficult, too, because oh, yeah. we had a good buzz with the original one because it had been, you know, oh, this movie's been five years. So now I'm trying to kind of tag tag on to all the people that kind of liked all of that. So we're trying mm-hmm. to stay on that. But I'm taking more now to Twitter and Instagram, too, to try to push it, although I don't have a lot of, like, I don't have a lot of friends on Twitter. And, mm-hmm. uh, Instagram, there were some so. great... Twitter buzz from everyone from the Bytown to some radio programs here in town, and I think like saw video and those For kind of things. Yeah, like oh, yeah. a lot. Bytown was funny because they we have this little back and forth. Well, they or we will go. If you have to go anywhere else tonight, go Ooh. see this. And they did that for, for oh, Hot Knives. Oh, or like, oh, nice. we're like, if you have to go anywhere else tonight, yeah. go see Hot Knives. So, oh, that's great. So, but yeah, Hot Knives yeah. seemed to get a lot from various. Ottawa filmmaker type folks, that kind of thing. We're we're doing another poster, but I, I don't think I'm going to do handbills again. The uh, I got stuck with the, I, I still have about 200 handbills. I only made 500. Yeah. So now these are all going to be going for my grocery list. <laughs> so that's the best thing about making your movie ever. It's <laughs> my grocery list. No, you could you could uh, collectors item those, sign them. See now, Tia thinks yeah. I'm making fun of you. <laughs> Yeah, we couldn't have it any other way. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it should be boring if we just sat here seriously talking about yeah, yeah. your uh, stoner comedy. Yeah. But, but so a movie like that was fun no because it was, I mean, Lee was standing at the door at one point and it seemed almost like a wedding reception where everybody coming in, you're like yeah. getting a hug or shaking yeah. hands kind of thing. I was just so, ripping tickets. I wasn't in the game. I don't have time for your yeah. embrace. Yeah. No, you yeah. kept saying something. You kept making this joke that it's not that kind of theater or something. Oh, it's yeah. Not that, yeah, because people, yeah, sometimes oh, right, people yeah. show their ticket and they want you to rip it. Yeah. And I'll just say, it's not that kind of cinema. <laughs> yeah, they don't know where, like, like which room, which theater do yeah. I go in? I sometimes say Cinema 9. Cinema 9. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but all in all, it was, it, there was... There were all the people who were involved in the movie who showed up in their family and friends, but there was still a large contingent of people who just, they heard about it mm-hmm. through, there was a CKCU radio spot, and uh, they mentioned it on CBC that morning. Mm. 
director Richard Monet. Oh. No, uh, Rob Monet. Yeah. Rob, Rob Monet on CBC? Yeah, yeah. So Rob, Rob's the cameraman, so he probably got that. Oh, 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 yeah, that's oh, they right. they called you Rob Monet? Yes. Yeah. I, thought of, I thought of Robert Menzies when I uh, saw that first. Yeah. I thought maybe, maybe that's what, I don't know. But anyways, they did promote the movie, so that was good. And uh, Well, coming up, the CBC kind of pr- uh, promises us uh, an interview on all of the day, so hopefully that comes through. So that will mm-hmm. help get some more people in here, so. Yes. Um, looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and then we also had this, it was the um, Collective Arts Brewing Smoke Shack movie night too. So oh, that, yeah. That was kind of fun. I noticed a few regulars came to see Hot Knives who don't know you or Phil or anyone. And the one woman, who's that? Who's that? Oh, yeah. You see all of her movies. She's I know always, what you mean. Yeah. She's, oh, what's her name? I, I'm not sure. I just I said, you know, he's so nice. She's always at the Bytown or the Mayfair. She sees everything. I thought that was really cool that she came. And surprisingly, hardly anybody walked out on the movie. Hardly. <laughs> we saw, we saw a, a group of people walk up, but then they came back in. So I I'm only going to assume they went to smoke a joint or something. Or Hot Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of an inspired film. Inspiring film. Yeah, they went out as a group and came back as a group. Yeah. So I wonder what groups of men do when they're <laughs> around the corner in a dark alley um, smoking drugs. Mm. I guess. Yeah. Or maybe they're doing Yahtzee. Yeah. <laughs> playing Yahtzee. Uh, yeah. Gambling. We only have five, four dice. Yeah. Let's go back and watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have other screenings on the horizon? No, but we were uh, talking about that too because it, because I was talking last time how I haven't been in, managed to get into any of the film festivals. We were talking about possibly doing this thing called, I keep forgetting. Four walling. Four walling. So approaching theaters like the Mayfair you know, in, in other cities in Canada and seeing if they'll play it, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the next thing. And maybe, maybe possibly, I haven't really thought too much about it, but get it in cities so I could do kind of a road trip or something. Yeah, and yeah. visit along the way. Yeah, that would be Put a fun. stove in the back of your van. Yeah. Coiled stove. To tell you the truth, I don't think I would do that. I, I, um, I treat my lungs with respect these days. I don't, you know, so. But uh, <laughs> not for everybody, but... Uh, yeah. I mean, nowadays, any <laughs> festival is hard to get into because, you know, once upon a time, it was all independent small things, and now you've got giant Marvel movies or Brad Pitt starring in a movie in yeah. smaller film festivals. But this seems like it would be a good fit for all these kind of genre geek film festivals like Fantasia in Montreal or something like that. And they mm-hmm. often have a second screen that shows kind of smaller, independent kind of stuff that's of a comedic or... or well, I have some friends who run the Montreal Underground Film Festival. Okay, Muff. yeah, yeah. So they're and they're free to apply. So oh, isn't there a really good film festival in Kingston? Uh, don't mention Kingston. <laughs> no, it broke my heart. Oh, sorry. <laughs> because they, I really thought we'd get into Kingston, and especially because their their festival is coming up uh, first weekend in March, Oscar weekend. Would have been perfect, and uh, would have been perfect. And uh, they they have I was noticed on the headliner. On Friday, they're guest speaker, and it's one of the guys who was in Fubar. Uh, Fubar, and I was like, "Oh, this is great! This is going to totally yeah. fit into there." And then they just, you know, sent me the typical. Every one of these film festivals says, "Well, we get so many that we, you know, it's difficult for us to watch all of them." But and thank you for like, your Why are you paying eighty dollars? Yeah. Uh, thank you for submission. You know, thank yeah. you for your submission yeah. fee. And by the way, we're now going to pirate your movie for you yeah. online. 
Yeah. Because well, someone you sent it to must have pirated the movie. Well, it, it did show... Well, somebody did a joke one. Yeah. That was kind of funny. But there was a legit there. one, I thought. Well, yeah, but I tried to... Uh, yeah, and one of these sites, but then I went to see if they... Uh, to watch it, and then it was like they wanted your credit card, so it could be a scam. Like, yeah, maybe. they put it on there. Yeah. Like because the $64,000 check. That <laughs> <got>. Because <laughs> in order to get into these film festivals, you have to put the full version on YouTube, but then you put it on a private link that you just send to the festival. Or Vimeo. You could do it on yeah. Vimeo too, but most of them actually want you to put it on YouTube. And then some of them, actually, you can also put it on IMDb. That's another way of going for the American, uh, without a box, I believe, uses you know, oh, right, your film on IMDb. Yeah. So it is possible, probably, for even people to kind of fish around, mm -hmm. because it's just, it's unlisted. Here I'm telling people how to get the movie, so it's like. <laughs> so, actually, after that happened, I went and I I put everything on private until somebody the next film reviewer asked for it, and then I'll open it up again. But it's it's kind of dangerous, and so, and other people have been asking, oh, when are you gonna put it out on DVD or Blu-ray? And it's just like basically, as soon as you do that, forget about showing it. Yeah, in then it's theatrical yeah. death. I mean, so, yeah, your movie's done. Yeah, I mean, so we will done do that. Theatrically. We will do that, but we'll just kind of see if we can get it in some other. We'll do a tenth anniversary screening or something like that. Or Twenty mm fifth -hmm. anniversary screening. Yeah, well, when the next Hot Knives comes you out, you can do a three D restoration. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for IMAX. Yeah, but yeah, it's definitely a movie you want to see with a crowd in a theater. It's, everyone great. was laughing and cheering and clapping. Yeah. And yeah, and it's very Ottawa based. It's got all Ottawa bands in it. That's it what I liked just, about it. It's like, yeah. oh wow, this movie isn't hiding. Yeah. it's Ottawa. It was unabashed. Was really the nice. only thing we hit is we didn't have any shots of Parliament Hill. You know, so no, but you got some really good locations. That was cliche, but we just made it look like any other kind of fun city. Because a lot of films shoot in Ottawa, like Pierre David's movies will come in here, and they'll spend money disguising that it's Ottawa. So they'll put out U.S. post boxes, and yeah. if you have an accent, and he catches your accent in the, in the screening, he'll ask you to redo the take, lose the accent, because a lot of these uh, producers who are selling their movies overseas feel they can't sell it if it, it if it's set in Canada, if, oh. if it looks like Canada. So they, it has to be Chicago or Illinois or, or Chicago, is, uh, yeah. Chicago or <laughs> Detroit. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's got to be an American city because that huh. it, it'll make more money. It's crazy. Yeah. That, I don't even know if that's real, but that's what they think. Yeah, I know. That's I, I remember. Producers think. Remember that movie with Dave Foley, the wrong guy? I think it was called. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the whole movie is clearly Toronto. Like you see the CN Tower, there's Ooh. people with Leafs jerseys, the license yeah. plates, Canada Post, and there's one shot in the movie where someone pulls out their wallet and it's all American money. And yeah. I'm like, really? Do you think yeah. if this was screening in Boston that somebody would be like, boo, Canadian money, <laughs> and like leave the theater and demand yeah. their money back? Yeah. There's that movie, uh, Blazing Magnums. <laughs> yeah, they, which, Strange Shadows in an Empty Yeah, room. which... which the main character, an American actor, is playing an Ottawa cop, and there's an opening chase scene in Ottawa. In front of the NEC. Yeah, and it doesn't hide that, and right. then the rest of the movie is set in Montreal. Well, that was an Italian film. Yeah, like an Italian... Was, but that was before... I mean, now they're making movies, you know, in the United States or Canada and selling them overseas. I don't know. Yeah. They, Pure was telling me it's just not the distributors won't buy it. They won't buy it if it's Canada. If they hear a stupid accent, I'm like, yeah, I, I, yeah. I wonder if that's true. I wonder. Why don't we test it? Why don't yeah. we just do it? Yeah. <laughs> try setting a movie in Ottawa yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. Does it really mean less money? Yeah. Or it's like my friend worked on a film. If I remember correctly, it was Christian Slater, and it was shot here in town. Mm -hmm. I've never seen it. Sacrifice. But there's, there's a fight scene on a hockey rink. 
and they use the Ottawa 67 hockey no, that, rink. That movie's set in Toronto. Set in Toronto. But it's shot in Ottawa. And you look, yeah. and even if you don't know what Ottawa is, if you're watching it in Denmark, yeah. and you're like, oh, if it's Toronto, why does it say Ottawa Citizen, Ottawa Sun? <laughs> and there was all this Ottawa-branded mm. stuff all over the yeah. place. Mm. So they didn't bother to change that, but they just said a different city. So I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird geographical stuff like that in, in films where they, they want to pretend it's not Canada. I remember laughing. There's a Jean-Claude Van Damme film shot in Toronto called Maximum Risk. Yeah. Directed by Ringo Lamb. It's a pretty good film. And there's a scene in a parking lot of a gas station or near a restaurant and they're outdoors and the camera is pointing towards downtown Toronto and they parked a pickup truck, not a pickup truck, a semi, to hide the CN Tower. But you can see just the tip of it coming up the top. But they're trying their best to hide it for this wow. shot because some producers on set, we're not going to make any money if people know this is Canada. Or the infamous beautiful rolling mountains of New York City in Rumble in the Bronx yes. because yeah. they shot in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, that's the best oh, yeah. one. That's the best example of that's yeah. not New York City. No, yeah. but all this being said, it was nice. One of the best things about watching Hot Knives on the big screen is that it's set in Ottawa. Doesn't like Andrew said. Doesn't have to, 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 to pretend not to be Ottawa. Yeah. Ottawa audience loves that. Mm-hmm. That's what they were cheering. And Rito Bakery got a, an ovation. Nah. Yeah, they walked by Rito. Yeah. Walked by Rito Bakery. Everyone. Yeah. Well, it's fun. It's fun <laughs> uh, recognizing the locations and guessing. Like, oh, where is that? Like, that looks yeah. familiar. Well, yeah, and and it's and uh, someone said, oh, we should do um, an app of where Phil goes. <laughs> like, like an eight-bit, do an eight-bit video game. He would just. Yeah, yeah. Oh, his head would always be on Shayla's head. But, uh, but, yeah, 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 yeah. My head, my head. Not, as, not a live app. But, uh, so well, I was watching um, uh, Taxi Driver recently with and Scorsese. I was watching you know the the extras where Scorsese was talking about it, and he said they went to great lengths to well, not great lengths, but. Everywhere he walks, it's also in sequence. Like he walks down the street and turns the corner, and it's actually that's. Yeah. But we did we did we did the opposite of that. Like he's walking here, you know, he's walking past the Rito Bakery, and the next thing, he's you know walking down. Yeah, that's time the, constraints and money. Yeah. You know, your small budget. That's what gets in the way of that, and you want yeah. this. Yeah, just movie want, magic takes over. Hopefully, and the audience yeah. doesn't think about it. Yeah, and you, only in you're in Ottawa, you would notice that yeah. but it's uh, but it's kind of fun too because we did try to get a lot of Ottawa a lot of the stuff that's in there too isn't even there anymore like it's been the Playmate got a relation yes ah, the that's right and I was like I've people were just people oh, were just we, people were disappointed never went in there right? yeah. well people were disappointed that he didn't go into the Playmate and that would have been another that's, that's where another, you need the next one needs to be too. set entirely <laughs> in the Playmate okay well we're about at our time so before we wrap up I will just quickly pitch the movies that we're screening from February 2nd to 8th, 2018. We have the return of three Oscar films, The Florida Project, Call Me By Your Name, and Lady Bird. Lady Bird in its almost record-breaking eighth week now, mm-hmm. so if we get it for one more week, that's the Mayfair oh, really? record. Yeah. Oh, really? And then... Uh, keeping track. A new Oscar film, six-time nominee, Darkest Hour with Gary Oldman. And then our Ottawa premiere is this bonkers documentary called The Road Movie I watched it that Lee said he couldn't keep his eyes off of yeah couldn't get anything done it's like faces wow. of death but with car crashes yeah, it's, yeah. it's all just dash cam dash cam yeah it's uh, all, I don't know where they got all this footage from well, probably right, like Russia they do yeah they that's the that. whole film set in Russia it's all Russian <clears throat> dash Everybody has dash cam apparently in Russia. Really? On their cars, yeah, because it's an insurance thing. There's like naked people running around. And just the trailer is a mix of beautiful shots of a meteor shower or a bear running down the street or a fist fight or just an insane car crash. And it's just like 
70 minutes of that just yeah. but so that's our yeah, how long is it 77 minutes not long. even it's this is interesting because <laughs> i got into an argument a short argument because i was right <laughs> and somebody said a feature film has to be well speaking of hot knives a feature film has to be 90 minutes and i replied <coughs> to them well no there's plenty of films that are under 90 minutes and off the top of my head i listed evil dead nightmare before christmas a couple woody allen films then they said I was wrong about that. And then I looked it up and I said, in fact, according to the Oscars, feature is only over 60 minutes. Yeah, wow. So that's all you got to be. Just most movies are longer. 60 yeah. minutes would have been back in the day when Dracula's 65 minutes and then there's a newsreel and a cartoon and that's yeah. why movies were shorter. Yeah. But road movie is 67 minutes. Mm -hmm. But I think it's because it's probably just an intense 67 no, minutes. It's the right line. It's the right line. Yeah. 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 But yeah, because Hot Knives is... 77, 77 minutes. Just like Mr. Mean. <clears throat> Mr. Mean's Whoa. the same length as Hot Knives. Kill Order. Playing Kill Order. Yeah. 77 yeah. minutes. And yeah. Battleship Potemkin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, really? Eichenstein. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of films under 90 minutes. Is it Godard <laughs> made a make a movie that was 77 minutes? Maybe. <laughs> Probably. But yeah, so thanks for listening. Yeah. Go visit our sponsors, House of Targ across the street. Hot Knives is playing February 15th at the Mayfair Theater. Day after Valentine's, 9.15 p.m. I'm going to come see uh, Florida Project again for my fifth time. I'm gonna, I, I got to see that again. Yeah. I love Florida Project. That's a great movie. I got to yeah. see Darkest Hour. I want to see that. Why didn't I? Yeah, that, that, I actually, that was, yeah. I think that was I've seen everything favorite. playing. That was I probably the best movie I saw. I haven't oh. seen The Phantom Thread, but I... Haven't? No. But we have I, a lot of these Oscar oh, movies circling. A lot of these movies Is it not playing? It's only playing in like the burbs in Canada yeah, like, Peter lives downtown Ottawa how's he nobody to wants to go there yeah. wait till we get it Gloucester Orleans and Gloucester so yeah so Hot Knives February 15th day after Valentine's everyone come see it and it'll be another Oscar caliber night for Lee and Peter soon to be Oscar nominees yeah we have a show two weeks in a row yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yes we'll be out of business we're going bankrupt too, so your film will get nominated next year maybe I'll call Tommy Wiseau see if he can help me out yeah he'll get you a billboard yeah. <laughs> to cover you to cover the Trace Aronet billboard with your face <laughs> okay thanks for listening everybody and we'll see you soon at the Bayfair ciao bye, bye. playing this tape, then I'm already dead. You are my only hope. They're watching. They're waiting. Take the money, the list, and the gun. And when you shoot, shoot to kill. Somebody killed him. It was strength to come home. This is just the beginning. I've seen it before. They won't stop until you're dead, too. From internationally acclaimed action director Ringo Lam. Jean-Claude Van Damme and Natasha Henstridge of Species. Maximum Risk. Welcome to the other side of safe.